This is so wizarding. Hey, this is Tim Jones, creator of the Sour Grapes comic strip, and you're listening to Soul Wizard on the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to Soul Wizard. You're thinking, you're the people going to die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, guys? It is time for episode number 493 of the So Wizard Podcast. I am your host, Joey DiCarlo, and with me, my co-host, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. Tis the best of times. It was the worst of times. It's better than being the blurst of times. And the expert, Mr. Marquis, Marcellus Reagans. Hey, you wanted the best, you got the best. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. And direct from YouTube, it's Mr. Adam Wallyhawk. Glad to be back once again. You are listening to So Wizard Podcast, where three friends, sometimes four, review movies, TV, and sometimes more. Podcasting weekly on the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. This week... We're going to celebrate the best. That's right, guys. The best of 2023 in TV and film. You heard all about our worst picks last week. So now it's time to be positive for a change. Let's be positive and talk all about the best of 2023. Aubrey Litchfield, how the hell are you this week? I'm thriving. Mark Ellis Reagans, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm very excited about this episode, and I'm usually excited around this time of the year because there's always movies that I miss that other people think are good that I add to my list. So, uh, yeah, I'm doing pretty good this week, dude. Awesome. Adam Wallyhawk, how are you? Doing good. 2024 is off to a great start. So far, so good, guys. So we are excited to talk about the best of the year. But before we do that, Mark Ellis Reagans, please tell the listeners where they can find more So Is Her Podcast. All right, everybody, you can head on over to soulwizardpodcast.com and there you're going to find a brand new episode every week. You will also find comic book, TV, and movie reviews along with some creator interviews conducted by the one and only Adam Wallyhawk. And you can check out Adam's original comic book, Social Studies, over at socialstudiescomic.com. You're also going to find some links to our podcast merchandise, t-shirts, hoodies, stickers, magnets, coffee mugs, a whole array of items that you can purchase and represent Soul Wizard Podcast. Our social media links are there too. So reach out to us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and let us know what you think of the show. Find Soul Wizard on all podcasting streaming platforms, such as iTunes, Spotify, Good Pods, and pretty much wherever you can find a podcast. Check out our YouTube page, where new content is being uploaded regularly. We also have a Patreon page. For as little as a dollar a month, you can receive exclusive bonus content while you're supporting the show. A special shout-out goes to the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. And I'm talking about Fans on Patrol, Pop Prism Power Podcast, Cult 45 The Movie Podcast, Superhero Speak, and the Gorilla Brain Podcast. That's it for me. Back to you, Joey. No, I didn't. First of all, a podcast takes a lot of work, okay? You have to organize the guests, you have to do a Google Calendar, and then you build a following. It takes a long time, and I've been working on it for a while, okay? And we are back. All right, guys, let's start with television. The very best of television in 2023. Aubrey Litchfield, we know what you hated, but what did you love in 2023? Uh, in 2023, all right, I got a, I got three shows that were about cults. Okay. <laughs> all right, lay them out for us. But then I got two other shows. So the three that were about cults that I really enjoyed were uh, Shiny Happy People, which were about the Duggars. That was on Amazon Prime. Uh, really interesting. 
the garden, which is about like this cult called the garden. They're supposed to like live off the land and stuff. And it's a bunch of different episodes and like people volunteered to help the cult move. And then escaping twin flame. That one was like mind numbing. Uh, craziness. There was also another one, but I can't remember what it was. But it was about um, like they they had this they there was this lady that they called the mother, and she like believed that she had all these famous people that were bringing her into the collective or something like in the sky. It's so fucking crazy. It's on HBO. Uh, I think it's Love Wins. I think that's what it is. So fucking crazy. If you ever want to watch like some real crazy shit, watch that one. Um, but then I also had Demon Slayer because I finally was watching that this year. And it's whoa, whoa, so whoa. good. Demon Slayer? Isn't that an anime? It is. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you understand that anime belongs in the trash? I really liked it. Um, my all-time favorite TV show of this year was The Righteous Gemstones fucking love that show we binged it until we finished it it's so fucking funny so fucking funny yeah i've been trying to convince my wife to check that out because she was blowing through comedies like crazy she binged all of it's always sunny this year um which is like 16 seasons so uh, i'll add that to her list (laughs) she really needs to watch it it's so fucking funny all right. Well, I will. Uh, I will add it to the list. Marcellus Reagans, how about you for the best in TV of 2023? So I had I have five different shows. You want me to do all five? Yeah, go ahead. So number five, uh, My Adventures with Superman, uh, animated show that uh, brings Superman kind of to the modern age, but keeps it on the the positive roots of the man of steel. And it's, uh, you know, after Zack Snyder's hands in a cookie jar, it's nice to get a, a positive upbeat Superman with a fun Clark Kent. Uh, so that was my number five, number four, uh, the power TV show about, uh, that was streaming on prime. And it's about, uh, what would happen if, uh, women in the world all over the world got superpowers or got this particular superpower and how that would shift in dynamics. It sounds like on paper, it sounds like a, you know, like how good could this possibly be? But they really explore a lot of really cool things about it. It's not like a comic book movie, even though they have superpowers. Uh, And uh, the performances are really good. The storyline is really good. And it doesn't shy away from the harshness of things. Uh, So that was a really good show. The power. Every every time you say the power, all I can think about is on regular show. When they had the power, which was a keyboard that could make things that were annoying to them go to the moon. (laughs) Sorry. Sounds ridiculous. It is. It's a number three, uh, The Bear, uh, a TV show that's streaming on FX. uh, And it's a, you know, I can't even pinpoint what the show is about. Uh, It's mainly about a young man taking over his brother's restaurant sandwich shop in Chicago and trying to turn it into a restaurant. Again, on paper, it doesn't sound interesting, but it's filled with amazing characters, a uh, crazy story, and it's it's really investing. It's it's mainly about the characters, but it's a really good show. It's done so well. Uh, number four, Ahsoka, because I'm a Star Wars fan. Uh, I think they did an amazing job with it. It doesn't have like all of the the kind of like the fancy coolness of like the Mandalorian. But as they started the show, I'm like, if they give me Ahsoka Sabine and Ezra, if they give me Ahsoka, Sabine, and Ezra holding lightsabers, fighting stormtroopers, this show is a win. And when that scene came up, I'm like, all right, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, so that was my number two. Number one, a show that I can't believe actually worked. Every episode I watched, I'm like, I can't believe this actually works and that I'm enjoying this. One Piece. One Piece on Netflix. I watched one episode of the anime, and it was, like, ridiculous. And I'm like, there's no way they're going to be able to do this in live action. And they somehow found a way to do it. Live action anime does not work at all. But anime. Anime is an important part of our culture. (laughs) (laughs) It usually doesn't work, but One Piece found a way to do it. One Piece season one on Netflix is a fun show, even if you've never watched any of the episodes uh, that it's based on. Uh, So that was my number one show of the year. All right, Adam Wallyhawk, what do you got for the best in TV of 2023? Right. You've probably watched the most TV out of all of us. 
Yes, I did a top five, and even that was hard to keep it to top five. I watched more TV than movies this year. Uh, number five, The Last of Us. Uh, video game adaptations historically have not been great, and I thought they nailed it with this one. And the one episode is like the third or fourth in with, um, ah, crap, I'm going to call him Ron Swanson, but that's not his name. <laughs> Nick Offerman. Nick Offerman, thank you. Uh, that episode alone was one of the best things I saw this year. Uh, then I'm going to agree with Mark Ellis. The Bear is phenomenal. Two seasons in now, and there's not a, a weak link in the entire thing. For All Mankind Season 4, every year when this show comes out, I'm afraid it's going to fall off because they jump a decade every season, and it's still as strong as ever, and actually, it's gotten better since Season 2. Uh, then the send-off of The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which I think is a criminally underrated show. It is so good. And just because of personal biases, I have Ahsoka at number one. Nice. Wow. All right. Ahsoka at number one. Interesting. Loved it. That's great. Oh, wow. All right. Well, we'll be talking about that in a few seconds because uh, my top TV shows, I'm going to go with What If Season 2. So we're going to redeem the MCU a little bit for you guys (laughs) after last week uh, where Aubrey threw it in the trash. Uh, (laughs) What if season two, um, it, it's much better than season one, even though. So the, the weird thing about this one is season one, you can read the titles and be like, OK, OK, you know, what if this? What if that? What if that? That makes a lot more sense. The the what ifs of this season don't make as much sense. And in fact, I was like, eh, I don't know if I want to watch this because like the what ifs seem dumb, but the episodes are awesome. Uh, even just the first episode of the season where with Nebula, absolutely fantastic. Um, there's an episode later on with a new character that's really, really good. And I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. And I like the animation in it, too. So I, I definitely um, what if season two? Uh, I'm also going to agree with Adam. Uh, Ahsoka will be on my list as well. And I don't think it's perfect. I don't think it's up to the level of Mandalorian at its heights, but it's much better than Obi-Wan or Book of Boba Fett. And uh, for what happened on screen, I think it was much, much, much more better than worse. So I am going with Ahsoka. And my number one is uh, an anime-styled show. Why don't you understand that anime belongs in the trash? (laughs) That came out of nowhere and surprised the hell out of me on HBO Max, and that is My Adventures with Superman. Uh, it's absolutely fantastic. It is animated anime style telling of Superman Clark Kent's basically first time coming to Metropolis, uh, working at the daily planet for the first time meeting Lois and Jimmy. And and it's, it's awesome. It's so much fun. And the animation is great. And it has a lot of cool, funny in jokes in it too. Uh, whether that's towards comics or towards anime itself, uh, it's really good. I was blown away. And to me, it was like, Wow. Imagine that uh, you have Superman slash Clark Kent and he's a cool guy and he's a nice guy and he's doing good things and having fun, having adventures. Like what, what a stunning turn of events. Like who could have ever thought that that would be something that people would want to watch, but <laughs> yeah, he wasn't uh, saving people while frowning. So uh, I guess it's not as cool as, as a uh, DCEU, but my adventures with Superman is my number one best TV show of 2023. Uh, Adam, did you watch that? I didn't, but I think I'm going to now. Yeah, you need to you need to watch it. Both me and Mark are telling you to watch it, and Aubrey needs to check it out. So. Yes. Maybe. I'll get on it. <laughs> is, is it going on the list? You just made the list! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, now it's time for our favorite category of the year. That's right, guys. It is time for our woman or man crush of the year. We've been doing this for quite some time. I think this is probably the ninth, eighth time we've done best and worst of the year. We always have our our man or woman crush of the year. This is the uh, person that tickled your fancy the most in the year 2023. The only caveat is it cannot be someone that you picked previously. So therefore... For example, Aubrey cannot just pick Tom Hardy every single year. Uh, It has to be somebody different. That is the only caveat. But uh, uh, Aubrey Litchfield, who was your man or woman crush of the year in 2023? Um, I don't remember who I picked last year, but this year (laughs) I am picking Pedro Pascal. 
because I think he it was his year. He did great this year. He's adorable. He's like just somebody that you're watching and you're cheering for. Like you can do it. You can do it. <laughs> Bite his fucking head off. Wow. Okay. So was that based on uh, the movie with Nick Cage or The Last of Us or? Honestly, Wonder I think Warrior? it's everything. He he had a really good year. Everything he was in, he w- he just did a really great job. Mark Hellis Ray. Uh, yeah, he, Pedro Pascal was awesome in The Mandalorian this year, even though it wasn't really him. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, I have a woman crush and a man crush of the year. Uh, just to even it out, woman crush of the year uh, <laughs> is not a good actress and not in a good movie. But she better not be anybody from Skinnamarink. No, it's, it's the corner <laughs> from Skinnamarink. <laughs> Uh, the actress's name is Bruna Marquezine, and she played Jenny Cord in Blue Beetle. Not the best movie in the world, uh, but she was a bright light in most of the scenes. So uh, with her, I'm like, yep, that's Woman Crush of the Year right there. Uh, Man Crush of the Year, and this is low-hanging fruit, but I got to give it to Ryan Gosling as Ken and Barbie. Uh, <laughs> he was amazing, and he's been amazing in other movies. Uh, he's a funny dude. Like he's a, he's a really funny dude, and he can do a bunch of different things. But for some reason, they let him turn the dial up to eleven in Barbie, and he crushed it. So uh, yeah, Ryan Gosling was killing it this year. That's the man crush of the year right there. <laughs> it feels like he's channeling that in the movie The Fall Guy that's coming out as well. So hey, once he finds his stride, dude, that's it. Just, just milk it for as long as he can. All right. Well, Barbie two. It's even, even even better, I bet. So, <laughs> Adam Wallyhawk, what do you got for your woman or man crush of the year? All right, uh, I got a few. I went with Margot Robbie, Barbie, obviously, and Margot Robbie, obviously. I don't think that needs any explanation. Then I went with a lesser known, Alice Lucy, who played Mad Heidi in Mad Heidi, which was a ridiculous screener that we got. It was a <laughs> Swiss exploitation movie of Johnny Rico from Starship Troopers trying to take over the world using cheese. <laughs> I need to watch that. I really do need to You watch. would love it. But Alice Lucy, super hot, and she's great in it. And uh, then, like Mark, for equality's sake, I picked a man, Michael B. Jordan as Creed. There you go. All right. Well, I, I didn't pick a man crush of the year because <laughs> that ain't happened. The 17 uh, women filled up your list. Yeah, yeah, I was a little busy. So I do have a list. <laughs> uh, my number. All right. So I my honorable mention. <laughs> so number 45 honorable. Mention. All right. So number 27 is no. My honorable mention is uh, Emily Rudd, who played uh, Nami in One Piece on Netflix. Uh, She's very hot. So, um, yes. All right, so number five was from the uh, Continental, and that was Marina Mazepa, who was one of the uh, twin assassins. She was the female twin assassin. She also was in um, Malignant a few years ago as the evil version of the main character. So she's a uh, gymnast slash stunt woman, um, and she's very easy on the eyes. And then when I found out she was in Malignant, I was like, all right, this chick rules. I said we'd be bringing it back a little bit, and my number four goes to Ivana Sakno, <laughs> who played Shin Hattie in uh, Ahsoka. More like Shin Hattie, am I right? Uh, without a doubt, yeah, she was she was very easy on the eyes. Um, I was ready to turn to the dark side, let me tell you. Then my number three is... Uh, <laughs> my number three is uh, uh, Ethot... And uh, online creator Angelicat. Uh, <laughs> check out her uh, TikTok or her other content, which it might cost you some money to check out, but it's worth it. Um, so I'm getting more serious now. My number two, this was tough, guys. I've gone back and forth, <laughs> I think, for the last like two weeks, oh flipping back and forth between one and two of these two people. But <sighs> all right, number two uh, from John Wick Chapter 4. Uh, Rina Sawayama. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. She's like loin achingly hot. Uh, apparently does music, too. I didn't watch any of her music videos, but uh, she's very easy on the eyes. And, of course, 
My number one woman crush of the year, Natasha Liu Bordizo, Bordizo, who played Sabine Wren in Ahsoka. Ah. As, the, as soon as the first episode started playing, I'm like, all right, well, Woman Crush of the Year is locked up. <laughs> uh, very, very easy on the eyes. And uh, it made me actually care about Star Wars Rebels. So that, that's that's power. That's power in beauty. So yeah. <laughs> it makes me care about Star Wars Rebels. It almost made me want to watch Guns Akimbo. That's how much I, I thought she was attractive. So I didn't, but it made me want to. <laughs> almost did. Almost. Almost did. So. Those are our picks, our woman and man crushes of the year. And now the main event, guys, the best movies of 2023. We're going to start with the most surprising. Now, much like in the worst where we had the most disappointing, this is not necessarily a movie in your top five, but it's something that you watch that surprised you in a positive way. Aubrey Litchfield, what do you got? Oh, let's see. Surprising uh, movie was The Blackening. Yes. That movie was fucking fantastic. We laughed the entire time we watched it. I bought it and we watched it again and laughed just as hard. It's so funny. So fucking funny. Awesome. Yeah, I I also quite enjoyed that movie. My son and I went to go see it uh, in the theater, and it was hilarious. So I definitely agree with you there. Mark Ellis Reagans, how about you for a surprise? So a movie that surprised me this year, uh, it surprised me because it is an entry in a very long-running franchise. And the last movie in this franchise was fucking horrendous. Uh, And this one... Who knows what was going to happen? The director left the project two weeks into filming, but somehow they managed to pull out a somewhat entertaining movie, and that is Fast X, aka Fast 10, Your Seatbelts. I actually had a good time with that. A lot of it was Jason Momoa, but I actually had a good time with that movie, and I'm surprised that it wasn't a complete fucking turd, considering part nine was garbage and that they had to completely re-scrap or scrap a lot of stuff that they were already doing. And kind of redo it uh, when the director left. So uh, Fast 10 surprised the hell out of me. I'll agree with you on that one. I remember uh, we reviewed it. Me, you, and Amanda all were just kind of like, wow, this was kind of fun. Yeah, <laughs> We were expecting it to be uh, a colossal turd. And it was a lot of fun. So, wow. Yeah, no, Jason Momoa killed it in that, too. So you're 100% right. Plus, Brie Larson was in it. So oh, yeah. you can't really go wrong there. Um, Adam, what was your most surprising of 2023? It's a weird one. It surprised even me. Gran Turismo on Netflix. I Gran Turismo. Cars. This really yeah. happened based on a true story. <laughs> Gran Turismo yeah. colon based on a true story. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> uh, I love cars. So I gave it a shot, even though it was a, I thought it was just like a simple video game adaptation. I thought it was gonna be like that crappy need for speed movie, but it was actually pretty interesting. And the fact that it was real made all the ridiculousness seem okay. Awesome. Yeah. I still have not checked that out. It just didn't fit in the schedule last year when we were reviewing movies, and I still haven't had a chance to watch it. But I've heard good things, not just from you, but from other people. So, you know, I voted to watch that movie, but I got outvoted for Chicken Run 2. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> All right. Well, my most surprising movie, I have a couple uh, movies that surprised me. Um, one, I mean, honestly, it's not really a surprise, but I just wanted to get a shout out. Um, it's an indie move, indie indie horror comedy movie. Uh, I loved these guys' first movie that they sent us screeners for a couple years ago, which was Sewer Gators. Uh, this year, they sent us uh, their new new movie, which is called Killer Kites. I believe it's on Tubi as we speak. Um, it's absolutely hilarious. It's about a woman who is attacked by communist Nazi kites that are sentient and. Uh, has to fight them. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I know that sounds really stupid and it is, but it's very close to being almost exactly my sense of humor. And it's not serious at all. And it has a budget of like five dollars. Uh, it's just really funny. And, and I believe it's on Tubi. I know Sewer Gators is on Tubi, which was also funny. But uh yeah, killer kites, definitely check it out if you want. It's only an hour long, so you're not like committing yourself to anything huge that if you want kind of a glimpse into my brain, that's a good one. <laughs> Maybe you don't. And uh, my other surprise was something I watched on Amazon. I rented it. It was uh, four bucks to rent. And uh, 
I wasn't expecting much. I was expecting it to be pretty bad, but I it turned out to be absolutely hilarious and a lot of fun. And that was Slother House, which is a movie where a girl joins a sorority, but she's not very popular, but she wants to be popular in her sorority. So the way she figures out to do that is to adopt a pet sloth and people in her sorority want to play with it and pet it and take selfies with it. Um, so that makes her popular. But what she didn't realize is that she bought it from a poacher and it's actually a psychotic killer. And the sloth goes wild and starts murdering sorority sisters. It's absolutely hilarious. The, you think it's dumb when it starts and it just keeps getting dumber as it goes. And the stuff that happens is stupid, but it's really funny. And the best of all, the sloth itself is a puppet. It's a practical effect puppet. So it just, it's tongue in cheek, uh, horror comedy and it was absolutely fucking hilarious so uh those are my two suggestions i know uh killer kites is on tubi and uh slother house is on a bunch of different stuff at the time i rented it for four dollars on amazon and it's it's definitely worth the four dollars though other people that i've suggested it to did not think so so maybe not (laughs) (laughs) you know that movie has been coming up a lot on uh end of the year movies and i when you first talked about it before i'm like slother house that just sounds Sounds like a weird movie that no one's ever heard of, but surprisingly, it's actually pretty popular. It, it's really silly. Uh, that's the thing. Like, it, it's bad. The, the The concept is ridiculous enough, but then in practice, it, they definitely did not try to go serious in any way, shape, or form. So, uh, it's worth it. I, I I suggest you check it out if you can if you can watch it cheap. I wouldn't spend like forty dollars on a, like a collector's edition Blu-ray or anything, but like, <laughs> you know, for four bucks uh, with no expectations, I, I liked it. So, that's my. Surprise. Let's get into it, guys. The top five movies of the year. Adam Wallyhawk, what is your number five? My number five is an Australian horror movie called Talk to Me. Really cool. I forget the name of the two guys who made it. They're two brothers. They've been doing insane stuff on YouTube forever, like really realistic Mortal Kombat fatalities, but they did it with no money. This is their first feature, but it feels like they've been making stuff forever because essentially they have been. It's a really cool, unique horror movie. It really makes you think, and it's one that you want to rewatch because as the plot's unfolding, you realize that they planted these seeds way earlier. It was really well done. Uh, Yeah, I think you're on a lonely island on that one. (laughs) Okay. Actually, my girlfriend just watched this movie again uh, yesterday or two days ago. Um, so she had it on. And as I'm, you know, I didn't watch the whole thing, I was working on other stuff, but I'm looking, you know, at the screen, I'm like, oh, these guys actually do have some talent. Like there is some talent to the story. There is definitely some um, uh, skill behind a camera. The story kind of fell apart for me towards the end, but I agree with Adam. They, these guys are very talented. Uh, oh, it, yeah. It's, it's definitely really not hard. like um, awful movie or anything like that. I just didn't have it in my top 10. So yeah, it, it definitely was good. I just didn't have it in the top 10. So fine. Whatever, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> Aubrey Litchfield. What is your number five? Uh, this was tough because there there wasn't that much this year that I was like. Oh, you watched fifty two movies this year. You <laughs> didn't like any of them. <laughs> I don't know there really wasn't that much that I liked about this this year. Number five, in a marink. Number <laughs> number five, I'm gonna go with Tetris. It it was about the like how Tetris came to America and everything. And it was really surprisingly interesting. It probably could have gone down in my surprising too. It was, it was actually really good. It was more serious movie, but it was good. Tetris based on a true story. It was. Yeah, it was. This really (laughs) happened. Tetris based on a true story. Um, you would think that like a Tetris movie would be stupid too, but it was actually it was pretty good. It has a uh, Taron Edgerton in it. I think he's in the the King. The what the hell? Kings, is yeah, Kingsman. he's in Kingsman. Yep. Yeah, and he also played Elton John in Rocket Man. Like he's a, he's a good actor. So when I saw he was in it, I was like, oh, you know this this could probably be pretty good. It was on Apple TV, um, which I own because. Monarch is on Apple TV and God forbid Noah doesn't have access to a Godzilla show. Um, (laughs) I, I have had Apple TV on and off. Um, 
but yeah, so I watched it. It it's really it's surprisingly good, and it has really good reviews too. Awesome. All right, I, it's been on my watch list for a long time. I don't have Apple TV, and so you know I have to be the guy who's if you're only watching Tetris on a screen this size, you're not watching it at all. <laughs> we'll see. Mark Ellis Rankins. All right, so I am expecting a lot of flack for this. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, I don't get a marink. I don't care. I don't care. Uh, number it's five. It's going to be Aquaman. <laughs> no, even worse. Oh, God. Uh, number five movie of the year Mission Impossible colon Dead Reckoning hyphen part one. Tom Cruise. I really liked it. It is a fun entry into the franchise. It does what Mission Impossible is supposed to do, or at least what the uh, from part three. Actually, no, actually, what all of the Mission Impossible, Impossible movies do. Suck big stunts, <laughs> <laughs> big stunts, and uh, smart script. And you know, Tom Cruise doing the Tom Cruise thing. You know, it wasn't as good as the last one, but I thought this one was pretty solid. I'm excited to see part two. Uh, yeah, and I thought it was a good time at the movies. You know, if you're if you're watching Mission Impossible on a screen this size, you're not really watching it. So I thought it was amazing on a big screen. All of the stunts were great. Uh, yeah, and that's my number five. Screw you guys. Um, I didn't hate it. Honestly, we we reviewed it on the show with, um, with, uh, Kevin from gutting the sacred cow because we knew Aubrey would hate it. So we brought him in to help us out. And uh, I remember not hating it. And, uh, the only thing I was mad about, they did Rebecca Ferguson dirty in that. Uh, yeah, that's true. Maybe she'll be back. Maybe she'll, she'll get out of the silo and come back for part two. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good show. All right, my number five. All right, I'm I'm ready for the lows. So go ahead, get yourself ready, guys. Number five, Spider-Man colon across the Spider-Verse. Low. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. I I understand. I understand. Uh. You know, a lot of these movies I felt were like locked into the top five when I walked out of the theater, but they all started to move around as I watched other stuff throughout the year. And you know what? There were just when I sat down with the movies I knew were my top five, it just kept sliding below the other ones. And that's not to say anything. All of these are the best movies of the year. So this is one of the best movies of the year. It's gorgeous. It's awesome. Uh, There are some amazing visuals in it. The story's great. Uh, Well, a lot of that is dependent on how part three sticks the landing, of course, but uh, it's fantastic. There's no, absolutely nothing wrong with this movie. It just, I liked the other four movies I picked more. So Spider-Man colon across the spider Verse is my number five, Adam Wallyhawk, what you got at number four. My number four is Creed three. Wow. I love the Rocky and Creed franchise. And this one was kind of up in the air because it's the first one without Stallone. Uh, Michael B. Jordan did more than a good job carrying it. And uh, what was the villains? Jonathan, is it Winters? Jonathan Winters. <laughs> Jonathan, <laughs> Jonathan Majors. Majors, thank you. I bet uh, I bet that girl wishes it was Jonathan Winters instead of Jonathan Majors hitting her. But. Yeah, Jonathan Majors did a great job. It's a shame what his personal life is because he's a really good actor, uh, but I'll just enjoy his performance in this and forget about him as a person. Yeah, what a disappointment for that to come out because he was awesome in Creed 3. He was awesome in The Harder They Fall. I liked him as Kang. I know you guys, every, everybody hated the Ant-Man movie, but. You know, he was even a, good in that, though. He's good. Yeah, what a terrible fucking development. Anyway. Yeah. But Creed 3, excellent movie. <laughs> yeah, I know. I agree. I loved Creed 3. I just couldn't fit it into my top five. Uh, I thought it had a really great depiction of uh, the sport. So, Mark, I know you liked Creed 3 as well. I liked it, but then I liked Creed 2 better, dude. I don't know. It's it's like Creed 3 was good, but I think it was the, the weakest one out of the three. And that's not to say that it's bad, but. Jesus, the first one's amazing. The second one shouldn't have been as good as it was. And it really, I thought it really was. So, yeah, I liked it. All right. Aubrey Litchfield, your number four movie of the year. Uh, this one's tough. But one through four is really tough. Um, but I'm going to go with uh, Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves. I, I thought that movie was really well done for a Dungeons and Dragons movie. It was funny. And I didn't hate it. I really enjoyed it. Put it on the front of the DVD case. I didn't hate it. Aubrey Litchfield. So was a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that actually is a very, uh, very big compliment for a movie, to be honest. With you. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I did like that movie. I just didn't like it enough to have it in my list. 
Markellis Reagans, what is your number four? My number four is a movie that surprised me that it actually somewhat worked, that I left the theater like going, wow, that was actually a pretty good movie. And that is Barbie. There is no way in hell this movie should work on any level, but somehow it does. I think the direction is awesome. Performances are awesome. Uh, The underlying story I thought is awesome. And if you, it's one of those movies that the more you think about it, I think the more you kind of get from it. Uh, but yeah, it, it just surprised me that the idea of a Barbie movie could exist on that budget and actually be funny and heartfelt and all of the things. So, uh, yeah, that's my number four. All right. My number four, uh, another movie that I uh, just kind of, this could have been a surprise of the year. This kind of blindsided me with how amazing this movie was when we went to go see it, not even a month or so ago. And that is Godzilla minus one just blown away by a low budget Godzilla movie, all in Japanese. No Millie Bobby Brown. <laughs> no kid from Deadpool 2. Just really well done family drama, also featuring Godzilla ruining everything for these people occasionally throughout the movie. So, it, absolutely fantastic movie. If you haven't seen it yet, if it's still playing, run out and see it. Uh, or if it's not playing, I guess grab it on streaming or physical. Uh, this movie was absolutely fantastic. Obviously, I'm putting it in my top five movies of the year, but it, it's just I was blown away, blown away by how good it was. Couldn't believe it, especially on the minuscule budget they had. That's my number four. Godzilla minus one. Adam Wallyhawk, what is your number three movie of the year? My number three is Across the Spider-Verse. <laughs> For the visuals alone, it's phenomenal, but it's also a really cool story, and it's still got to have a lot of fun. I don't think it was quite as fun as the first one, but it was a really good follow-up. Well, it's supposed to be the Empire Strikes Back of the three of them, so it's got to end sure, in a yeah, dark makes place. Sense. You know, like the back of a Volkswagen. So, <laughs> awesome. But even at over two hours, it never felt long. Right. Yeah, uh, for over a two-hour movie, and I think it's, what, two hours 15? It's like 220, yeah. Something like that. It never once dragged, ever. I never was looking at my watch, looking at my phone, so 100% agree with you there. Aubrey Litchfield, you're number three. Uh, I agree with Adam. It's uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. All right. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I have nothing to add. It just, um, it was it was good. Mark Ellis right my number three is another sequel. It is John Wick 4. Non-stop action. Another, another amazing adventure in a John Wick franchise. I really, really like the third one. Really was blown away by the third one. Thinking there's no way they can make something better than this or as good as this. And they somehow found a way to do it. Uh, John Wick 4 is it, uh, another long movie, but Holy shit. It sets the bar for American action movies. Uh, and I can't believe it came out in the year 2023. And in the fourth one of the franchise. Amazing. So, uh, yeah, that's my number three movie. All right. My number three, Marcellus just mentioned it. And that is Barbie. Again, much like Godzilla. Uh, I knew we were watching this for the podcast. Uh, I was hearing the buzz online for it. The commercials and all the memes seemed amazing. But at the end of the day, the movie has to deliver doesn't matter the amount of memes and cool commercials and trailers you have. The movie has to deliver and this knocked it out of the park. I was blown away that a movie based on Barbie of all things could not only be uh, awesome and funny and heartfelt and well done. Uh, it's just awesome. Awesome movie. Cannot recommend it enough. If you didn't watch it and you avoiding it because you're like, oh, screw that. I don't want to watch a movie about Barbie. Like you are missing out. Um, Ryan Gosling as Ken is an absolute tour de force. I I think he should be the Oscar winner for best supporting actor. And I don't think he's going to get it, but uh, hopefully at least get nominated. And uh, I'm just Ken is probably the best song from a movie uh, all year. (laughs) So uh, I can't believe how good it was blown away. So Barbie is my number three, Adam Wallyhock, the penultimate number two. What is your number two movie of the year? My one and two are, Pretty much interchangeable. They're vying for the same spot, but I went with John Wick 4. Nice. It's a franchise I'm always afraid they're going to dilute, and eventually they probably will, but they haven't yet, so I'm on board. Uh, It's a ton of fun, and I also have a little bit of a personal connection because I had like six months where I wasn't really seeing anybody, and then I had my friends come over in ones and twos, and I've seen John Wick 4 like eight times now because everyone wants to watch it. (laughs) 
Well, don't watch the Continental. <laughs> <laughs> i have so not <laughs> you will not dilute the franchise but uh you are 100 percent right uh awesome movie aubrey litchfield you're number two i know i'm on a uh, lonely island with this one but it was uh, super mario brothers <laughs> super, <laughs> super mario brothers i know you guys didn't like it um but for me seeing it with uh my family was really awesome and we sang peaches forever so uh, I liked it. Mark Ellis did not like it. Again, it's like Five Nights at Freddy's. If you never played the games, you're not going to get like any of those references at all. And as an adventure movie, it's barely passable. Not to rehash that episode, but that's pretty much what we all agreed on on that episode. <laughs> so, like, yeah, I 100% get it. Mushroom Kingdom. Here we come. Aubrey. Mark Ellis Reagan's. All right. So my number two movie is one that was already mentioned. It was Godzilla minus one. Uh, just an amazing just work of cinema it's it's a story even you know it's in japanese and it's all subtitles but it's a story that that anyone can follow uh it makes sense the characters are allowed to actually go through emotions and you're able to feel those emotions even while reading the subtitles uh and all of that makes it really engaging and then to top it off they bring in Godzilla, who's just a complete asshole to this entire town and just wrecks shop. So whenever Godzilla shows up, it's horrifying. Uh, and I've never seen that before in a Godzilla movie. This movie is just it's staggering how well done it is. And it makes every other Godzilla movie that that America has done just looks just embarrassing. Uh, so, yeah, that's definitely my number two. Godzilla minus one. I got to get on that. I feel like we're just all picking the same movies, but in different order (laughs) 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 because my number two is super. No, I'm kidding. It's not super John wick chapter four. Oh my God. Like what more can I say that hasn't been said by Mark and Adam already, but it is a action tour de force, uh, near three hour long movie that never once feels boring in any way, shape or form. Uh, incredible action set pieces. Some of them, I don't even know how they did. Um, there is a set piece where he's fighting in the street. It's a, uh, he's fighting in like a rotary in France. <laughs> and, and I don't even know how they filmed it. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Like he's throwing people into traffic into cars. People are getting shot. Things are exploding. Um, there's an overhead scene. That's a, all one shot. Like, Oh my God. Every time you think this movie has, shown you everything it has it one ups it again so yeah. uh just unbelievable accomplishment in action filmmaking i uh, i oh, cannot yeah. imagine anything coming out this year that's gonna one-up it uh it, but i'm excited to see uh people try so <laughs> i don't know if there'll ever be a john wick five uh, part of me wants there to be part of me doesn't but if this is the end of that franchise, at least for the main character, uh, it, what a way to go out. One of the best movies of the year. One of the best action movies of the last 23 years. Uh, for me, it's either this or The Raid are the two best action movies of this century. So, yeah, <laughs> that that that's it. The only real argument is which one is number one and which one is number two. The, 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 the best two action movies of the last 23 years. So John Wick Chapter 4 is my number two. And now it is time, guys. Our number one, the best movie of the year, Adam Wallyhawk. Why my one and two are interchangeable. My number one is Oppenheimer because I think it is the better made movie. But after like a stressful week or something, I'm not popping on Oppenheimer. I'm putting on John Wick four. But Oppenheimer <laughs> was great. It's history. It seems like they did everything as historically accurate as possible. Didn't really gloss over much from what I know about history. It was just really well made in the way they unfold the story because just linear could have been very boring. So the way they unfold the story adds a lot to it. And uh, Cillian Murphy really just crushes every role he gets. That is true. I, I We did not do that on the podcast. Uh, it just didn't work into the schedule. And I'm pretty sure, Aubrey, you would hate it. So Probably, yeah, it's history. And it's like <laughs> over three hours long. So. Yeah, not my cup of tea. Yeah. So, all right. Now you're not alone in that, that feeling, Adam. So, uh, Aubrey, what is your number one movie of the year? Uh, my number one movie of the year is Godzilla minus one. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. It was so good. So good. I did not, you know, I, I didn't know what to expect. I, I know I said on the episode, like 
Noah wanted to see this. He was looking forward to it. He was so excited. I wasn't sure how a two-hour movie in Japanese was going to do with a 10-year-old. But he read along the entire movie. He was so excited. He was super into it. It was everything you would want from a Godzilla movie. It was just, it was chef's kiss. Awesome. All right. Well, I mean, Adam, it sounds like you need to go see Godzilla minus one. That's what the issue is. The second it hits streaming, which I heard today that there is no streaming plan for it yet, which bummed me out. But the second it hits, I'll watch it. All right. Well, just go to the movies then. Mark Ellis Reagan's your number one movie of the year. Uh, Maul, my number one movie of the year is one that's been batted around <laughs> this entire episode, but uh, it made my number one spot, and that is Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Nice. Uh, just the first one into the Spider-Verse is just a stunning achievement in storytelling. Um, how do you top that? And they found a way to up everything, the dr- the drama, the images, the the uh, the characters, everything about that movie is just amped up, and it works. Even though it's part one of two, unlike Rebel Moon, where you you don't really feel like you're getting the whole story, um, so you can't really judge it because you're only seeing part one. This one works completely on its own as its own story. It has a beginning, middle, end, and by the time you get to the end, by the time you get to the the hero shot at the end, you are, at least I was, just my mouth was foaming. I'm just ready for the next next part of the story. Uh, I thought it was just an amazing achievement in storytelling for a sequel to an animated movie. That's Spider-Man, for crying out loud. But it, it works. It works on every single level. Uh, I, did, I have not seen any other movie that surpassed it regarding storytelling. I mean, love John Wick and love Godzilla. I think Spider-Man has the best script and direction and visuals so that's my number one all right uh again mark don't get offended you know these are all the best movies of the year just because it's <laughs> not number one on everyone's list um no it's, it's a fantastic movie i can't wait for part three so although they did uh you know spider-man 2099 a little dirty making him kind of a bad guy but you, know. you need a villain in a movie and i've never read spider-man 2099 so i don't care all right well my my number one movie of the year is not on anyone else's list are you guys surprised by that (laughs) i am i am totally surprised this is mind-boggling to me (laughs) you're lonely Um, it's gonna be totally killer it's not i haven't even (laughs) haven't even watched that so um so I went to see this movie uh, for the podcast. Neither of you guys were on this week. It, 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 no one was on with this. It was me, uh, Anna from Pop Prison Power, and Stu from SWO Productions. And they uh, we did an episode without either of you guys, so go to hell. And uh, <laughs> I went to go see this in the movie theater. It was just me and one other person in the entire movie theater. They did not sit near me, so that was fine, but... Both of us were laughing our ass off. I was cackling in the movie theater. Uh, this is probably one of the funniest movies I've seen in years. Uh, and it is the movie Bottoms. is the best movie of the year. It's unbelievable how good this was. It is so funny. It is a story about uh, two girls in high school. Uh, played by a former woman crush of the year, Rachel Sinat. And... Uh, Ao Edabiri, who uh, is in The Bear, which is something you guys heard about for the best TV show a few minutes ago. They start a fight club. They're lesbians and they want to hook up with hot chicks. So they start a fight club at their high school so they can do so. Um, hijinks ensue. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's very tongue in cheek. Uh, I, I, I can't really get into it without ruining it. So by all means, please watch this movie. Uh, it also has Marshawn Lynch in it as their teacher. <laughs> Who's very <laughs> funny. <laughs> he has some great fucking lines in this movie. Um, it it starts off dumb. Like, it, it's kind of, like, silly and stupid. And then it just goes off the rails into, like, insanity. And it is so fucking funny. I got to tell you guys. It's on Amazon. I, I think it's probably, like, four or five bucks to rent it. Please check this movie out. <laughs> I watched I, it on your recommendation. It's hilarious. It's really good. Exactly. There you go. See, Adam listened. <laughs> he knows what's up. But uh, it also stars Cindy Crawford's daughter, 
what? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely silly. But it's very funny movie. It's it's great. Uh, I I would put it up there with Mean Girls and Heather's as like a classic high school movie. So Bottoms is my number one movie of the year. All right. So uh, I guess me and Aubrey are never allowed to leave this podcast at the same time ever again. <laughs> Someone needs to put Joey in check. Uh, the number one movie. Number one movie of 2023 is a movie that only one other person was in the theater with them. <laughs> and a comedy about high school, high girl school girls beating the shit out of each other. <laughs> so, Aubrey, we can't leave Joy alone. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have not seen it, so shut up. <laughs> in a world of John Wick 4, probably one of the best action movies of the past two decades, Bottoms gets the, the top spot. That's amazing. All right, just watch it and let me know. Then come back and tell me after you watch it, Mark. I will, I will. Because I was, you know, I was questionable about Psycho Goreman, and you were absolutely right about that. So I'm willing to give it a shot. Hmm. <laughs> All right, Aubrey, I think you would enjoy this movie as well. I think anybody that has a kind of silly sense of humor which would like it quite a bit. So that's my number one of the year, Bottoms. And uh, Itty, honorable mentions, Aubrey Litchfield. Uh, I do. I have four of them. <laughs> Would you um, make your top nine <laughs> yes so i have guardians of the galaxy 3 it was um it was kind of sad so i i enjoyed it but it was like bittersweet actually i'm gonna cut one of them out so i only have three uh and then another one was uh the new teenage mutant ninja turtles movie mutant mayhem again i saw it with my family so it was really cute to see it with them uh, so I kind of enjoyed that memory of the movie, I think. And I, I enjoyed the art style. It was very different. I thought that they did a pretty good job with it. They included a lot of characters that um, I think have been kind of shunned out of other Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies. And then the last one was um, Flamin' Hot, which was about uh, Flamin' Hot Cheetos. And I thought that that was a really good movie. See, I did too until I found out the story's not true, so... <laughs> Yeah, I I saw this story wasn't true too, but it's I still thought it was a great movie. Yeah, no, it was fun. It was a cute movie. It just really pissed me off after I watched it. <laughs> it wasn't real. So. <laughs> awesome, Marcellus Reagans. Any honorable mentions for you? Oh, yeah, I got a lot of them. I'm gonna zip oh, in really quickly. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons is actually a lot of fun. I was surprised. Uh, the Blackening, hilarious. Can't wait to watch that one again. Uh, <laughs> Outlaw Johnny Black like really worked for me. I know we reviewed it on the show. I thought that show. I thought the movie was really funny. Uh, I need to. It, I need to watch that again without rocket high expectation. <laughs> yes. As for what it is, if you don't try to you know compare it to Black Dynamite, then on its own, I think it's a really solid movie. I actually was surprised that I liked it. Um, one of my favorite things about doing these shows, uh, especially this time of year, is listening to other podcasts give their top movies of the year. Paul from The Countdown recommended a movie last year, uh, at the end of last year, that was streaming on Netflix called Athena. It is a drama. It's a French drama uh, that has one of the most amazing one takes I've ever seen put on film uh, where, you know, the camera just follows a character around. And when you see it, it's like they couldn't have done this for real. And then you watch the behind the scenes and they did it for real. Like it's stunning that alone but the rest of the movie happens and it's an amazing drama it's all in french so there is subtitles but it's on netflix paul recommended it to me and i can't or he recommended it to everyone and i watched it and i can't believe more more people are not talking about this movie it is stunning uh the last two <laughs> movies that no one's going to care about well at least you guys aren't going to care about but i gotta say them anyway uh the little brother story is called may the lord watch little brother is a hip-hop group from the uh from like the early 2000s uh that is one of my favorite rap groups of all time they have a documentary that explains uh their whole life story pretty much it's on youtube it's amazing it's called may the lord watch the little brother story and then uh, i brought my girlfriend to see a k-pop concert movie called uh, mama moo by the group mama moo and it is absolutely staggering it's, uh if you like k-pop if you like singing this is an amazing concert movie. Uh, it it would have been in my top five of the year, but uh, I'm the only person that would care about it. <laughs> so that is uh that is my honorable mentions. Awesome, Adam. You got anything that you want to throw in there? I do. First up, this one was 
edging the line to make it into my top five, but I didn't know what to take out of the top five. They cloned Tyrone, which is on Netflix. It's weird, but also has a good social commentary to it, but it's also pretty funny. John Boyega, Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx plays this weird, burned-out, low-level pimp. It's just a bizarre movie, but it's great. And a couple quick other ones was The Killer. A David Fincher movie was straight to Netflix, so I didn't think it was going to be good, but it was. Barbie, of course, we talked about. And kind of an honorable mention to most surprising was Air, because I didn't think I would care about a movie about sneakers about a sport that I don't care about, but it was really well made. Yeah, no, I, I I had that in my letterbox review for it. It's the most interesting movie about boardroom meetings you will ever watch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Well, I have a couple. Um, now, two of them, I don't know if they really count because they came out in Japan years ago, but they came to America for the first time legally in 2023. Uh, the first one, they're, these two are both on Screenbox, which is a app that you can get that's kind of like Shutter. They play horror movies, and they're nice enough to give us screeners every month. Sometimes they're good, sometimes they're <laughs> not so good. And uh, you know, two that really surprised me this year that they gave us one was called Signal One Hundred, which is a it's a horror movie. Aubrey, you would hate this movie, <laughs> but it's a horror movie where a uh, high school teacher is sick of his students. And how annoying they are. So he hypnotizes them. And there's 100 trigger things that could make them commit suicide. And they don't know what they are. <laughs> so there starts with a class of 30. And, and they're trying to figure out what are the 100 phrases or things that are going to trigger them to kill themselves. And while they're figuring out, of course, uh, not everyone's surviving. So some inventive crazy kills. And uh, it was just really interesting. I really liked it. Um, the other one was... Uh, yellow dragons village and that was also on screen box that i was on a, a found footage kick <laughs> for a while and uh it's it's only an hour long and it starts off with some kids in japan and they go uh, out into a rural area and it's shot like blair witch like almost um they're all filming on their phones that's how the whole movie starts but then it flips to a different genre. Then it flips to another genre and it, it all in the span of an hour. And it was, it blew me away. It was so much fun and silly and the less, you know, going in the better, but it just keeps getting crazier as it goes. So I really enjoyed those two that we got off screen box. And then you guys are going to laugh. I don't care. Uh, my third is uh, 80 for Brady. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Uh, the greatest team in the history of American football, the new England Patriots, uh, and the greatest player in the history of uh, American football, Tom Brady. This is a love letter to both of those things. It's about four elderly women who make their final trip as a group of friends because they're all super old uh, to go to the Super Bowl and uh, see the Patriots play. <laughs> it's not good, but it's very, it's very, very cute and borderline non-offensive and i had a good time and of course i love the patriots so fucking uh 80 for brady was fun so fuck off yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was no bottoms but let me tell you i had a good time so that's it those are our best movies of 2023 anything else you guys want to throw out there well i picked some games but after last week's debacle i'm not sure if i should open my mouth on that again all right well go ahead <laughs> Uh, again, because of my biases, Jedi Survivor was excellent. Platformer Star Wars game follow-up to Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, Hogwarts Legacy was really good, and even the friends that I've had who are not into the Harry Potter series thought the game was a lot of fun. And then the Resident Evil 4 and Dead Space remakes were also really well done. They remade them enough that you didn't feel like you were paying for the same thing again. Nice. Yeah, I watched my son beat the Resident Evil remake just recently because he got it for Christmas, and he beat it in a week, and it was amazing, so. I will agree with you there. Um, I didn't really play much for the way of games, but I will recommend some comics. And uh, honestly, check out uh, The Devil That Wears My Face uh, from Mad Cave Studios. That is freaking awesome uh, action horror comic. And uh, you know what? Skybound Entertainment got the licenses to Transformers and G.I. Joe, relaunched it as the Energon Universe. And the Transformers comic is the best comic of 2023. It is absolutely face meltingly awesome so <laughs> check out the new transformers comic as well and uh that's gonna do it that is it the best of 2023 we did it guys we watched a lot of movies and we told you which ones you should check out so 
Let us know what you loved on social media. But that's going to do it for episode number 493 of the So Wizard podcast. I have been your host, Joey DiCarlo, and my co-host, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. Run, don't walk to see Godzilla. <laughs> no shit. Seriously, come on, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> and the expert, Mr. Marquis Marcellus Reagan. Uh, everybody have yourself a great week and Wakanda forever. The man, the myth, the legend, direct from YouTube, Mr. Adam Wallyhawk, colon, based on a true story. <laughs> Uh, thanks for having me on again, and uh, make sure to check out Soizer Podcast on YouTube, because I got a whole bunch of new stuff coming this year. Yeah, we have some really cool, exciting stuff coming up, so check it out, and uh, we'll see you guys next week as we are inching closer to episode 500, and we'll be reviewing what might be something we're talking about in December of next year, Mean <laughs> Girls, the musical. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see you guys next week. Good journey.